Now uh, Russell has cloned himself, and we're... Oh, I'm sorry, we're live. We're ah. live. Okay, <laughs> thanks. What's up, everyone? This is Jason Tucker. This is W2 Water Cooler, episode number 175. Today's topic is how to pick a non-custom premium WordPress theme. Let's go around the room real quick, get everyone introduced. We're going off about a quarter. Bobby, it's your turn. Tell us all about yourself. So, I'm Bobby, and Yay, I'm Bobby! a WordPress developer. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Sorry. But I'm at uh, Water Cooler now. Yay! Nice. My first podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. It's good to have you on, Bobby. Dave. Thank you. you. I'm Dave. I'm the CTO at Spectrum Technologies, and we build e-commerce solutions. Nice. What about you, George? Uh, my name is George Savanis. I work for Automatic, and I am a lead organizer, or a secondary organizer this year, uh, for WordCamp Lancaster, which is happening in March. Uh, so Ow! if everyone is on the East Coast, uh, come hang out for a day. It's going to be a good time. Graduation sashes and all. What about you, Robert? I'm Robert Gilmer. I'm founder of Shiny9 Web Design, and I make stuff with WordPress. Nice. Ross, what about you? Uh... Lead organizer of the Vegas WordPress Meetup Group, lead organizer of Vegas WordCamp 2016, and I also do stuff with the WordPress. Nice. Awesome, awesome. What about you, Suzette? Hello, everybody. I'm Suzette Frank. I am a teacher with Girl Develop It, and I have a class this weekend teaching beginners how to use FTP and web hosting. Dang. So that'll be, that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. You are a brave soul. <laughs> <laughs> the FTP, yay. Nice. I'm Jason Tucker. You can find me, Jason Tucker, on Twitter. I blog over at jasontucker.us and wpmedia.pro. So let's talk a little bit about non-custom premium WordPress themes. What do you guys think? Well, when we're saying non-custom, we're meaning non-custom code. Yeah. So something like X-Theme or one of the others that has a lot of inner customizability uh, would not really would still be customizable, but just not custom. Correct. This is yeah. kind of for off-the-shelf sort of stuff. I yes. like the look of this thing. I install it, and I'm done. Yeah. 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 So, so my... Oh, go ahead. Oh, please, go for it, Bobby. <laughs> so my big thing when I'm looking at themes, like on Theme Forest and, and other areas, is one, is there a good like live demo? And if there is, great, I get to go through and I get to see all the elements that are there. And then two, do they have online documentation or is it behind one of their little sign-in with your license support walls? If I've got documentation right in front of me, I'm probably going to pick that premium theme over something else that I have to go through a paywall for. That's, that's, I didn't even think about that. That's, that's interesting. I mean, you, so you're pretty much shopping, shopping by looking at that documentation first before you actually pick it and say, this is the one I'm going to go with, right? Yeah, the docs and the demo site. Because if the demo site shows me, hey, this is the home page, this is the version of the blog page, this is the version of WooCommerce and how we style it. If they have that really great demo, I'm going to look for that. And then... Nice. I like that. I, I like the I like the idea of being able to kind of shop by docs. But, but the problem that I have with demo sites is that you don't know like what they're running. Like you don't know if they're running W3 Total Cache to make it load quick. You don't know if it's completely 
JS Composer. You don't know like what other plugins are behind the scene making it do what it does. I, I've purchased plenty of themes where it loads quick and then I install it and I'm on a very good host and it doesn't load as quick. And it turns out that it's doing something on a specific server somewhere that's making it load as fast. That's my problem with, with uh, demos. It's just they don't flat out tell you, hey, this uses uh, JS Composer. Like, that would be nice, you know? The other thing is, though, you can't always tell, like, how does it create that demo page? Is it using widgets? Is it using a custom post type? Exactly. It gets kind of weird. It can get really weird. So I don't know. I just try to steer away from all, like, <laughs> premium WordPress themes, and I just rather bake from scratch. But... Sometimes you don't have that choice. Like sometimes a client comes to you and they already have a decision made, so you kind of have to work with what they give you. Um, or they don't so, have the budget for a customized. Yeah, yeah, they they say they want this theme exactly, except for they want this this little link over here to click into a login screen, or you know something crazy that just would require a lot of programming. And then also, if you do try to customize those premium themes, some of the code, depending on where you get your theme, some of the code could be um, up. I can't remember that word. Where they Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so you may not be able to make the changes that you normally could. Well, I think, that. I, I think that's the beauty of Genesis, though, right? Because you know that they're always going to use widgets for the home page. You always know, like, roughly how it's going to go, but then you buy a third-party theme, you know, from a third-party source, and like you said, you have no idea if it's if it's using categories and crazy widgets or if it's custom post types and crazy widgets or it's, like, uh, nothing but short codes and raw HTML. And, right. Like, it's, it's horrible. Yeah, it can be really scary. It's almost worth it to just take, like, a theme that a customer likes and just rebuild it from, like, underscores. Like, sometimes it's faster <laughs> to do that than actually go and customize whatever they have. But so, so As a developer, yeah, it, it might be faster, but yeah, that, that may not be an option for everybody. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> so, so there's a theme, and it's called Mobius, and it, it's one of my favorites, but the short codes are actually not short codes. Because they stuff like all the inline styling into the short code, so Is the that short long code. Well, so the, the short the short code ends up being like a whole entire paragraph. Like it's horrible, you know. Like it's yeah. a great theme, but had I have known that, we would have never used it. Well, I mean, short codes can. If you're gonna put some time into it, you can use like shortcode editor views. So yeah. well, yes, it does include all that in the short code. The user never has to see that. But I suppose maybe I'm giving the theme author too much credit. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if you were a brand new user and that was the very first theme you bought, and it's just like, here's how the homepage is built, and, like, you have no idea why it says, and background color equals number FFY, and then you have an image, and then you have equals true minus false. Like, it's kind of crazy for a new beginner. At some point, yeah. it's easier to drop short codes and just have the user write HTML. And at that point, why are they using WordPress? <laughs> you can build MySpace all over again and be pretty sweet. You just have those like big old boxes where you just copy and paste the text into your site. I hear Justin Timberlake likes MySpace. <laughs> It'd be amazing. Hey Dave, have you done it? Have you used any kind of off the shelf, um, off the shelf themes like this for any of your type of work? 
Okay. Uh, a couple of times. Normally, we build the theme ourselves. Uh, if I were to do it, I'm sure I have a very different take on, on the approach to choosing a theme than anybody else. Uh, I usually look at two things. I look for uh, something that's going to be secure, and I look for something that's going to be loading very, very fast. Because I, most of my sites, most of my projects need to have scalability. And if the theme is going to be really slow, it's not going to work well for uh, uh, a high-usage e-commerce site. There, there's enough other stuff going on under the hood that it's, it's just not feasible for that. What are, you look, what are you looking security-wise in a theme like? How would I go about determining whether a theme is safely secure or not, Dave? Yeah, that, that's a hard thing to do. Um, I, I look to see how many features are built in. The more features, the more potential holes there are. Not exactly a one-for-one, one, but that's kind of a gauge. I, I like very simple themes. Uh, the presentation doesn't need to be super complex. I don't need to have a whole lot of features and configurability in the back end. Uh, that's just adding a lot of code and a lot of, of, of things to do before you even see the page. Uh, to me, that's overkill. Mm, I see. Fair enough. So what are some good ones? We've, we've mentioned one so far, and that was that Mobius theme. What, what, what other things should people look at that are, um, that are out there? Something newer, something that was written in the last year or two, not something that was written like five years ago. I think that's a pretty, unless it's really well maintained, but it's kind of hard to tell. Something hard, something blue, something old, something right? new. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like I, all that. No, I feel like that applies. Like, cause you're not marrying the theme, but I mean, essentially, you're gonna use it for you know at least six months, hopefully. So, you know, when I found my new theme for for my website, I, I was looking for something that was unique, something that looked like a blog but had a different feel to it, and it actually uses the featured image as the background image for every every div that the content's going into, it was very different for me, you know, and it's kind of an older theme, but I really enjoy it. Yeah. I actually you have just, a... You just touched ahead. on something, Russ, that is another good point for considering when you're looking at a theme, and, and that is moving away from it. Uh, some themes, like you mentioned, mm -hmm. use a lot of shortcodes. If yeah. all of your content is now depending on those shortcodes, and you want to move away from that theme, all your pages, all your posts are going to look completely different once you move away because those shortcodes were implemented in that theme that you're no longer using. So that yeah. can be a problem. That's something yeah. you want to consider when you adopt a theme and start building a lot of content under it. Yeah, Matt Cromwell wrote a, a great blog post about um, dealing with uh, naked shortcodes that are just kind of floating out there that haven't been, uh, I don't know what the correct word for it would be, you know, rendered out you know, from, from a shortcode state to an actual you know, what it's supposed to be outputting. Um, so I'll, I'll put that in the show notes so you guys can take a look at that post because it, it's pretty informative. Now, one of my favorites right now is Salient, and yes, it uses Visual Composer, but uh, I've had enough. I've had several clients come in and want to actually use that. That I've gotten pretty comfortable with it and don't see like huge, huge performance hits with it. But uh, hmm. yeah, Salient is one of my faves. Uh, Blade is another good one. Now, Salient comes with like eight different um, Im demo imports, right? Because some themes do that. I think it's like X, yeah. or I think it's I think Enfold. Enfold, you it's a one-click import, but it has like twelve different way things that you can import. And, yeah. And every yeah, 
every demo has like eight pages. So like if you imported all eight demos, like and you go to all pages, all pages, like you'd have two hundred and fifty pages in there. <laughs> oh, no. and, and you, you would have like five home pages, five blogs, five blog masonry pages. Like it's horrible, but but That's why you don't do it, that. But some some people do that because they're not sure which install that they want to load. That that's a very big thing that I shy away from. I love the unfold theme, but I've had clients that went click click click, and now they don't understand why there's a hundred pages in there. So it sounds like right. you guys just need to like come up with multiple copies of these um, files to import that are for very specific needs, right? And it it sounds like they're not doing that. They're just going like, oh yeah, load them all up, and then you end up with like. You know, you look at like what ID you're at in in the number of pages, and you're at like you know ten thousand. You're like, yeah. wow, there's a lot of stuff <laughs> that happened here, obviously. So what, what the heck? No, I I just wish it was very clear, like from the developer standpoint, to a new user that says, hey, just in case you're going to import this like a hundred times, and here's what's going to happen. Because even when you even when you export something from a site and you import it three times, and you go into your menus. You have three copies of your menus. I mean, e even that should come with a warning. Wow. Why are wow. you importing the same thing three times? What? Because sometimes it, because sometimes you don't have a plugin that makes the custom post site visible, so you import it again, and it imports all the data, and then <laughs> you forgot to turn on Jetpack, so you have to import it again. I mean, like <laughs> some people do do this. This is something that is a new user kind of problem. Yeah. And it is also important while you're importing all this stuff, you want to make sure you're not doing this on a live site and use something <laughs> like desktop server yeah, so that you're not hosing your client's site on the internet for everyone to see. <laughs> that's what I was yeah. thinking. Yeah, experimenting like, like that on a test site is okay, but I wouldn't yes. do that on a live site. Mm -hmm. For sure. You know, and, and even for my own personal reference, I keep the imports on separate installs locally. So that's I have... Good. I have for this salient, I have this, and for the salient, I have this, and for the salient, I have this, and then I can go back and look at it as a reference thinking, okay, well, this is what over here the client wants, and this piece over here the client wants, and I can pull those together and say, okay, here's the templates, we're done. Nice. Well, that, that and that particular theme has been around for almost like four years now, right? Yeah. And they've been updated, the last update was um, like 11 days ago, so that's... It's not too bad showing that it's actually being updated. I mean, that they've made a zillion dollars off of it, like 42,000 sales out of, uh, was it like uh, 59 bucks? So yeah, they're, they're, now, they're doing pretty well. Now they have a one-page scroll feature, which was something they added into it. I think that's what caused the upgrade, because before that, I don't think they upgraded for like a year. Oh, I see. Yeah. Wow. But, but now they have yeah, a feature. Now they have a feature with the, with the one page, you know, like the menu clicks contact and it scrolls down to the contact form. I think that's yeah. what forced the upgrade. Yeah, there were small security upgrades in the last year too. Like they've been always yeah. on top of it, and yeah, it's it's great when you see a premium theme get updated that often. So what's something sure. that people should be looking for when when you know is it sales? Is it is it uh, looking at support requests and seeing if they're making you go off to some like walled garden support area, or is it um, how many comments there are? I mean, this thing has like sixteen thousand comments. It would take you weeks to go through all the comments to figure out what's going on there. I'd say look for the author. 
look at yeah. what other themes they've done and how they've supported them. I mean, if you're looking at a theme, there's a decent chance it may be one of their new themes because that's how the algorithms tend to surface things. So look at their previous themes. See uh, a theme that they may have done two years ago. Is it still getting updates for new things? Are they responding to concerns that people may voice on it? Um, or is it they ship something, pay attention for a couple weeks to get the first glut of sales, and then they just forget about it. Mm. That's important uh, because I've seen, I've seen tickets open for months and months with some of these theme developers where, you know, I got something, I'm not going to mention the theme, but I got a, a thing out where a search form isn't working properly. Mm -hmm. So I asked the guy, you know, what's, what's causing this? took him a week to get back to me, and the answer was not at all what I was asking. So here's another week that i got to clarify and wait for their answer. Right. Yeah, well, that would, that would be frustrating. But then again, you paid, you know, 60 bucks for the theme. So that makes it a... Not that you can pay more to get more, um, especially when it comes to, uh, you know, because these things are kind of all done through... Um, I, I paid my $60 for the theme. I, I want support for life. Is that too much to ask? I want to be able to take <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah. it, it is it your life or their life? <laughs> All of the above, yes. Well, I mean, you that's know. one thing that, I mean, I was very impressed back when Woo originally changed their support terms. Yeah. Uh, there were a lot of people who were really upset by it, but they didn't do what a lot of companies do, which is, we'll support you for life, and then just silently stop answering. They actually made clear that they were actually changing the support terms and made a big deal, so folks were aware that there was a change. I think Pippin Williamson even did that with, like, easy digital downloads. You know, he used to have... Um, it was all support, and then he rolled out a model saying, hey, if you pay a little bit extra, you can get support, you know, you can skip ahead of the, the people that are just using free support, but he made that very clear that this is a paid option, and here's what we're, we're moving to. Yeah. Sorry, I was taking a phone call. <laughs> and that was actually Pippin telling me I'm wrong. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always look for support. Um, I bought a theme for us theme, and you have to log in to their website, like support.whateverthemes.com, and then you have to give them your name, you have to give them the, the API key, and then you have to give them, like, the, the download number or whatever. Like, you have to jump through their hoops to verify, like, what you've done. And now this is just for their this theme author, it's not for all, but I had to jump through all these hoops, and it turned out, like, I was using the thing in the wrong widget area, you know, but, like, it took me, like, two days to find that out, you know, uh -huh. and, yeah, it, it was not a good experience, is what but I was it, getting at. I know, but it sounds like that makes, that makes at least some sense to, you know, business-wise for them, because, you know, let's say that the, you know, the theme's GPL, and, you know, they're providing some type of support for it, and the only way that they're going to be able to support um, provide support is by doing that. Now, if it's not a GPL theme, then obviously it's a totally different um, thing altogether, right? Right. Which, you know, I, I don't I know if you're... kind of understand it from their point of view, yeah. Uh, support is a very hard thing to do. Uh, it costs a lot more than development. So, being a, having a gatekeeper and making sure that only people that have purchased the theme, that makes sense. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not arguing that, but like it. It, it took a, a lot of that work, and then the ticket sat there for three days while you know while I waited. Like I was expecting. So 
even though it said support within you know 24 hours or something like that. Like, yeah, once you've jumped they, through the hoops, yeah, you're right. Once you have jumped through the hoops and you've provided all that information to verify yourself, uh, if they're promising within 24 hours, they should deliver. But it's still hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it almost sounds like the email that they that they send out as a receipt. There should just be a thing in there that says like forward this to some you know some email address and it'll just create the account for you and you're done with it. You know, the, somebody who's trying to run some cat blog that they, they don't really know what they're doing, they're just trying to get this thing working right. Um, you know, to try to figure out what this serial number is and what this reminds me of those like um, those games back in the day, like the King's Quest games, where you had to open up the manual and then like, look, find like you know chapter page six, five. page seven, yeah, and then what's the no, third no. word on the page. It, it's like when you try to get like a rebate off of something, and like you have to cut the proof of purchase off the box and mail it in, and like it's almost like that. But it, but if you look at it from business perspective, it, it makes sense that they're trying to figure out what it is because the only thing that they're making money off of is the fact the that actual sale. you yeah, yeah that actual support part. It's almost like going to the to the uh, the car the um the gas station, they're wanting you to go in and buy stuff because they don't make money off the gas. They only make money off of all of the extra stuff that you buy from them. So, yeah, I can get that. You know, I, it, sure. it it makes sense. I mean, that's why um, that's why Theme Forest has a thing where you can extend your support for 12 months for 17 bucks because it's like, you know, we need to make a little bit extra on top of it and, you know, probably 10 of it's going to the developer. Yeah. And I think even on Theme Forest too, like, you can't post a support unless you actually own that seemed like some of them have it set up that way. And I know with Salient, like, I couldn't, I wouldn't be able to. And I prefer that their support is done right there on ThemeForest. I don't have to jump through that hoops of going to Salient's website and logging in and becoming a customer over there and putting in my API key. I'm logged in on ThemeForest. I'm great. Well, it yeah, would be. You know, but, it's a, but if you're giving out, like, your admin and your password to have them, like, log in to fix something... I don't feel, first of all, you don't do that, but number two is you're going to have to even put out an email address, and now your email's in a thread. You know what I mean? Like, I kind of prefer to go to somebody else's site, but with less hoops to jump through. But I understand what you're saying, Bobby. Like, it's it's all there in one place, and, and that's great. Actually, I've never had them ask for anything like that, but I guess it's just because my questions have been pretty straightforward, like, is this in the update? Will anything break? Kind of questions, but yeah, well, I, I, I wouldn't do that anyways. I, I, had a, <laughs> I had a so I had a theme that was helping do geo targeting, which you know was identifying an IP address, and based on the IP, it would serve mm -hmm. this page or that page, and it wasn't working. So I had to have the developer log in to see like what the problem was, and so I had to you know make them first of all a temporary admin and give them a username and password, but then I had to email it to somewhere, and then I wasn't sure about the email address, so, like, did I just give some guy in Syria, like, my, my login? <laughs> like, it was a nightmare, man. So, oh, like, no. I, I would have rather had that on their site for that given instance. So now that we've um, we've pretty much was sponsored by Theme Forest here, um, what other <laughs> what other marketplaces have you guys had either had issues with or have not had issues well, with that were, that were reputable? No, I know. Look at I know we don't want to badmouth anybody, so I'm certainly not going to say that you should run away from the template monster like your hair is on fire. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying that. It's a good thing you didn't say that, though. Yeah. He's not, not going to say their name, but their hair color is template monster. <laughs> <laughs> 
yes, run away <laughs> like your hair is on fire from from them is what I would say if I could, but I'm not. But there again, you know, on the other hand, I've even had some trouble with you know the premium themes that are hosted at uh, through WordPress. So if I go to WordPress.org and or I'm just looking through the premium themes that I want to install from .com or wherever, it's like sometimes I've even had trouble with them. So it's it's kind of just vetting out and taking a look and seeing their documentation and knowing how how the whole developer works and not just the theme works. Well, that's premium. part of what George was talking about, I think, when he says make sure that the 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 company that you're buying it from, whether it's WordPress or, or somebody else, make sure that they're actively supporting the theme. Make sure that they're reputable. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to buy from a nobody because you will probably get no support. That's true. And we mentioned Genesis earlier. There's um, Genesis, of course, Studio Press has their own thing. But uh, mm -hmm. Web Savvy Marketing has their own uh, theme shop as well. And I bought some stuff from there, and it's pretty well coded, and it looks good. So it's a good off-the-shelf sort of thing. Problem with Genesis is you have to plop down money for Genesis itself, but other than that... <laughs> well, it, it, for developers, it's of course, but for the person, for the cat blog, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe they don't. I actually just bought the Genesis thing. It was like four ninety nine, and now I get you know updates for life or whatever. Like I'm a big fan of Genesis because of that. But I see what you're saying for the person just who's trying to start their cat fancy or fancy cat blog. I understand where you're coming from. That makes a lot of sense. Not Bob, that we have anything against cat blogs. No. <laughs> no. Bob's easy to always pick on. <laughs> Bobby, didn't you have a bootstrap theme at one point? Uh, no, I've I've put together one that wasn't it was but it was off of underscores and just integrated Bootstrap and I didn't put it out there for anybody. Huh. I need to find. I used one and I could swear it was your name or it was somebody else, but I had a Bootstrap thing that I found off the. No, I'm gonna find it, but I could swear it was that either Bobby Wilson. Or somebody else's name. It was either you or somebody completely different. I'm gonna find out who. But it was the other I, Bobby Wilson. He's gonna find I, out who. I actually, I, actually go to, I go to GitHub and I actually like look for starter themes and stuff like that. And I try to see if something like a 320 press comes up who is vetted on Theme Forest, but they have a free version to play around with. I I tend to do that just to see because I like to see how things are done before, or I like to know how things are done before I pay five hundred dollars for something, you know, and. Some kind of demo site would help, like to let me log in to play with it. You know. Yeah, makes sense. Three twenty press. I, I've never, I haven't looked over there. Yeah, I have a link. Hold on. <laughs> oh, hmm. well, three twenty plus dot com loads up Bluehost. <laughs> That's weird. I didn't say that they were still around. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Do we Is have you, to go to the Wayback Machine for this? Yes. <laughs> Our theme supports links. It's amazing. So, what else do we got here? We got three more minutes left on the episode here. Um, any anything that people should be oh. looking for, or sticking away from, staying away from? Elgin I will themes. say. Elgin sorry, go themes ahead. is okay. I'm sorry. Uh, Elgin yeah. themes are pretty well coded, and they're. They're pretty nice looking, so that's another I've good option. Yeah, they're not bad. I will say that I am optimistic about where Theme Forest is heading. 
Um, I have seen them make a couple good hires. Um, they just brought on a while back. Um, was it Justin or Emil that they uh, hired on? Uh, it may have been like... Bobby, for all we know. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, dude, but they've, they've been bringing on some good folks who really know their code reviews uh, to basically be looking at themes coming on to get the internal team up and running for making sure that there is more code reviews and making sure themes are doing things the right way. Which oh. has been a pain point there in the past. Nice. Yeah, I mean, that is, that, that, I mean that's, that's kind of what the uh, WordPress repos themselves are having to deal with is that sort of thing, is looking at uh, both themes as well as plugins, looking at uh, how those themes are built, what, what's tied into it, and then, you know, is it linking out to stuff that it shouldn't be or anything like that, so... That is one advantage to using basically anything that's in the repository. Um, mm. They they are vetted somewhat. They they have a review team that looks at all of those and makes sure that there's no bad stuff in there, no huge security holes or anything like that. I've actually used a couple of, of really good Woo themes without having WooCommerce hooked into it. Oh, so yeah. you know their their stuff is really nice too and has a lot of you know a lot of safe code as I was consider it. I mean, yeah, Woo long predated WooCommerce, so it's not yeah. like they are all dependent on WooCommerce to run smoothly. Right. Yeah. Right, but Canvas I think it's just something that somebody doesn't. Genesis. Yeah, and I think it's just something that nobody really thinks about because you go to Woo themes and you're thinking, oh, I'm going to do something just with WooCommerce, and I need a good theme that that fits with that. But a lot of times, their themes are great just on their own. Oh, yeah. yeah. One of the best Woo themes I've ever used is called Bueno. And it was free on the yes. WordPress repo for like the longest time, and like ninety percent of all WordPress.com themes were bueno. Like it was phenomenal. But that that was my first experience with them, and it was don't install WooCommerce, but it was a very simple blog, and it was fast, and it loads very quickly. There's Did not a lot of it. It does. It has pretty little flowers, but not cats. <laughs> Awesome. Well, that's about it for today, right, guys? So thank you for being on the show and talking all about the non-custom plugin or non-custom WordPress themes. So make sure you go to our website at wprcore.com, click on the links there, and subscribe. If you like this episode, um, push the thumbs up button. We'd love to see that you ended up liking it. And if you have any comments, feel free to leave a comment in the box below. Thank you all for being on the show. You have a good rest of your day. Bye-bye.